Hello, welcome to some Derps Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Far Cry 5. But before we do that, Buddy, why don't you the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast? Well, it's pretty simple. Uh, on this podcast, we like to talk about games. Uh, Far Cry 5 came out a while ago at this point. You know, maybe like three or four weeks ago. Uh, but it was kind of a, like, a hot-button issue for a while and i just find the whole discussion about far cry to be front to back fascinating uh which is why i wanted to which is why i wanted to spend some time uh talking about it i guess yeah um i think we're gonna do there's gonna be some standard spoilers in here but um you've heard my opinion which is generally positive on the mechanics but not great on the story um but I want you to give your, your quick opinion before we jump into some stuff that's a little bit more spoilery. Uh, this fits in with kind of my, like, ambitious, like, flawed, like, my, my enjoyment of things that are ambitious but also flawed. Because um, okay. I think that this is that. But it's also worse than that. Um, it's actually not, th that's a poor way of, of framing it. Um, it's a lot like something. Um, it's kind of a lot like Bioshock Infinite for me, and I don't know how much I've talked about Bioshock Infinite on the podcast, but I think Bioshock Infinite kind of suffered from a sort of like both sides pulling of punches. We don't want to offend anybody, and so we kind of opt out of having any real meaningful conversation. Um, uh, and Far Cry 5 has a lot of that, but it also does something kind of crazy with its ending that I know you hated, but man, I find it interesting, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, so, so, so let's, let's just, let's jump into that right away then. Okay. Um, uh, so the thing, uh, you know, there, there's two parts of this for me, uh, why I didn't like it. One is personal to me and one is, um, one I think is there's a more better general case for, but... Um, end of the game, there are, or rather, there are three endings. The first one is the standard Far Cry, like, you don't do anything in the opening sequence, and then the game credits roll, and it's not really an ending, but it's a cool Easter egg. Um, there's the ending where you, uh, fight, uh, the Father Seed, um, and turns out, and, and, like, after you, you fight him off, and you, looks like you've won the day nukes start going off everywhere um and then you you drive for a while um and uh and over the course of this this drive where you take father seed with you for reasons i am unclear of uh uh, uh there's a crash and everybody dies except for you and father seed and it's the, the game ends with you and him like locked in a bunker um waiting out the end of the world and the third ending is uh, instead of fighting Father Seed, you leave um, with the with the, the rest of the sheriffs, and you're, you're mm. like, "We can't leave him here." It's like, "We're not. We're gonna go get the National Guard." And as you're driving away, uh, the radio starts playing uh, "Only You," which is actually from one of my favorite parts of the game, which is Jacob, which triggers your your, your murderous rampage, and it's implied that you can't kill everybody in the car. Um, uh, I think the the real conversation here is around the. Um, the, the nuke ending, yeah. The, the nuke ending. That, that is that is proclaimed to be the the quote unquote true ending of the game. Um, the Polygon did a piece on it, and then Ubisoft themselves issued a correction on it, kind of talking about it. 
Um, there's a little bit of, I was a little confused because you're doing a lot of stuff in like nuclear, nuclear silos. Um, right. two of the three bases are these kind of bunkers with like missile silos, but the missiles aren't there. And so I was kind of like, oh, that's a little bit clever. You know, like they've hidden nukes or something in like the mountains or they blow up or something like that. Um, but it actually turns out that that's not even the fucking case. See, um, I would like attention the- to the radio broadcast, they're talking about rising global, like nuclear tensions um with north korea specifically i think yeah and um, so yeah and so then they nuke why they nuke three they they set up three specific nukes that are within eyesight of this like tucked away in like montana <laughs> wilderness but you know yeah i, I mean i'm not gonna depict that too much I guess. so if if it had been the seeds that had done it I would have respected the ending much more. The mm. fact so, so I'll get this out. The part that I personally don't like, and I, I I will separate out as a thing that Mango just doesn't like is I like my video games to have, like my my hero stories to have slightly better, like you know, m- more positive uplifting endings, especially when like there's no real like there's no like questionability about what you're doing while you're playing the game, right? Like you are clearly doing the right thing while you are. Playing the game, I think. Ooh, okay, this is where we're gonna get into it a little okay. bit. Yeah, um, and, and like I, I get the like, like I, I, I get like that they make a push for like, oh, you know, you meet violence with violence, and th- this is what happens. But no, the cultists are like literally enslaving and drugging people, and that and murdering people with 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 weapons. At, at that mm-hmm. point, like, you know, meeting violence with violence is. Uh, is, 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 I think, justified, especially in the way, like, you know, we talk about how, like, the camera, like, the, the camera treats you as doing the right thing 95% of the time. There's, like, there's a couple of, like, head nods, maybe, to, to the violence thing, but that's... Um, yeah, I think that the I think that the game kind of falls apart on this level, because in a way it's kind of trying to have its cake and eat its two a little bit. Yeah. And maybe, and I, honestly, I think maybe it's like a some kind of, you know, like dissonance between like the narrative team and like the the game design team. Uh, I watched a video um, by uh, Aaron Signal on Far Cry Five, and it, you know his video is called Far Cry Five and the Art of Saying Nothing. And one of the things about the video that he talks about is how like <coughs> dissonant certain sorts of things feel and how it's just like probably you know like this is like hundreds of people worked on this game and it's probably just something like that like there was a camp where somebody is like singing like a folksy acoustic guitar song and like two of the resistance fighters with like ar-15 strapped to their back are like kind of like dancing a little bit around like a campfire sort of thing and i like you get this sense that it is supposed to be kind of like folksy you know what I mean? And, like, they're good people sort of thing. But then there's also two dead bodies right next to them of Peggy's that they presumably killed that aren't, like, pe- like they're, they're they're not, like, Peggy's that were, like, generated in the world. They're, like, doodads, right, that are yeah. there on the ground. And it's just, like, it's kind of, a, like, an unintentionally, like, really horrific thing. You know what I mean? And and I respond to that a little bit with, like, d- is this is this game subverting this stuff a little bit? Because, like, one of the things he talks about, and one of the things I really felt about the game was the kind of, like, beer commercial Americana 
that it is going for in a lot of ways. Like, insofar as the game has some politics, the politics of Joseph Seed and his group are not really interesting. The interesting politics to me are the politics of the people you are fighting for, right? The kind of, like, nameless resistance. Um, and those politics are... When I, I, I had some intense discomfort about some things, like, you know, like, part of, the, part of the gameplay mechanic is going and finding all of these, like, prepper stashes or whatever, right. and I was a little bit like, Jesus fucking Christ, everybody here is a fucking prepper? And not only that, but, like, being a prepper is, like, a good thing, according to the people. Like, you, you, like, sometimes you talk to an NPC and they, like, point you to a prepper session, like, oh, yeah, you know, my old auntie, you know, Hicks. Had a you know had a had a wine cellar that she converted into a doomsday bunker, and I was yeah. just like, "What the fuck?" You know what I mean? And then there's and then there's like you're liberating outposts, and and like the people roll in with like trucker hats, and and they're they're they're, they're like dismantling the, like the peggies and everything like that. But I I couldn't help but be like confronted with this like like. I don't know, this weird feeling that this was kind of like a center-right, you know what I mean, like gun gun rights enthusiast, NRA member, kind of like fantasy, almost. Um, almost in the way that like, and, and I don't want to, and I'm not, I don't want to shit on it for its politics or anything like that. Like, I'm not trying to say that like, those politics are bad, but I had some weird discomfort with like, how uncritically it was dealing with those politics. Um, but I also think that there are some times where there was subversion and the biggest point of relief of subversion I felt was at the ending where I kind of was a little bit like, oh my God, wait, are they criticizing me? Is that, is that like the point of this? And I, and I don't think they are in a way I don't, it's too muddled. I can't like say that definitively, but like my gut reaction was immediately a sense of relief that finally Right, the weird, this weird <laughs> dissonance inside me was like reconciled a little bit by the game, and it was like, yeah, no, this is a little fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple things there. Uh, one, I th I think I think the thing with the prepper statues, I get what you're saying, but I think that's just like straight little narrative dissonance. I think they wanted a mechanic for like giving you basically giving you the perk magazines. Yeah, and yeah. They're yeah, like, sure. oh, a prepper stash is a thing, and they didn't maybe stop to think about the fact that having. 40 something of them would be a little bit weird. Um, although there, there, there is some cool stuff. It's like some of them are, are not just kind of like generic. Like there's one, um, there's one where I, I can't believe this wasn't like a mainline machine where you find out that like, there's been more than one faith. Um, uh, and like, and it's basically a pepper stash that goes through like that, like has the journal entry about like another faith who was, who was eventually cast aside for like not towing the line hard enough, which oh, wow. I thought was, which I thought was neat. And it was like incredibly easy to miss just like one of the pepper stashes I happened to do. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess I knew that she wasn't the first faith cause she mentioned something like that. Um, um, uh, but, um, the, uh, the, the other thing, the, the other thing that bothers me, I, I think about the ending is, it's like none of it comes from what you do, right? Like I, I haven't played all the way through the, the previous games, but my understanding of it is like the negative aspects of those endings come from directly from like basically you, you being a bastard and, and perpetuating some of these things. And I would have appreciated it more on an artistic level, I guess, if that had happened here, but it's not like anything you did directly caused the nuclear war to happen. Right? Like it was 
things completely and totally out of your hands. That, like, theoretically, the bombs drop regardless of what ending you have, right? Like, right. Um, and, and that's the thing that, that kind of, like, it felt very Deus Ex Machina-ish to me, and, and it's just like, well, well, like, well, what the fuck was the point of any of this? Yeah, I mean, so this is kind of where, like, if I am making the case that there is this sort of, like, thematic purpose to the ending, uh, in a way, I almost think that that's important to it, where it is kind of like, oh, you thought it was fun to play out this fantasy, right, where, like, all of the assault rifles that you've been collecting so that you could, you know what I mean, like, defend your, you know what I mean, like, defend your 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 county of, of American wilderness bliss or whatever, um, you thought that that was a fun fantasy, but, like, this is the, this is the end game. Right, and the end game to that fantasy is apocalypse. Right, what you really want to happen is the apocalypse, and it's not what, and it's not what you dreamed of. If, if do, you, do you see what I'm saying? And I don't know that it's that, and I don't like it's not. <coughs> I the, in other in other instances, you get it more. Like for instance, the ending of Bioshock Infinite, just to spoil that really quickly, has you. Like, committing yourself to dying at the hands of Elizabeth in order to prevent yourself from becoming Zachary Comstock, right? Um, and so the ending is, a, is suicide. You are committing suicide, essentially. Um, and it's hinted at and it's talked about over the course of the game such that that ending was, like, a twist ending. But it was a twist ending that you could kind of go back to and be like, yeah, this was, like, set yeah. up or whatever, right? And I don't think that this has that. Um, and so, like, even though I almost kind of want to defend it because I kind of like the critique there where it's, like, this power fantasy that you are looking for um, is, like, really fucked up. Like, there's a part of me that likes that, but there's also a part of me that's, like, Dad, you didn't, you didn't actually set that up enough to, like, justify yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying. Um and, and maybe maybe I, I buy that. Um, I, I mean, and, and then the other thing is that I also think that... See, I also think that if this was the case, they would also need to do the kind of Spec Ops The Line thing where they make it much more explicit through the course of the text, right? Um, yeah. In Spec Ops The Line, you're doing a lot of the same thing. I mean, it's a third-person shooter, technically, but like you have companions and stuff like that. Um, and there's also like a little bit of stealth where you're sneaking up on people. Uh, but one of the amazing things that that game does when you're sneaking up on people is it gives them dialogue that is not like, no, I, you know, murdered a child. You know, like it's people who are like, man, like, I can't believe we're stuck out here. Right. I'm pretty sure Sheila already, already gave birth. Uh, and I promised her that I would be there. And then his soldier buddy comes up and it's like, ah, oh, it's okay, man. You know, like. We need to. We need to do. We need to do our duty or whatever. And then the only way forward is to like kill these two people who are just like humanized in front of you, kind of thing. Um, and so like, I think I think and Spec Ops Line had a had a had a target in mind, and it was ruthless with that target. Um, and insofar as this is an ending, like insofar as I want to give this game credit for an ending that is subverting its own kind of like glorification of these like center right politics, um, it doesn't actually set itself up for that because it is never really so critical of its of those self-same politics do you know what i mean yeah yeah i i, I don't know i also 
might disagree with you on the characterization of the politics, but that's that's neither here nor there. Really? You th- I, I very much thought it was kind of like, I, you I, know, I, like a built-for-tough commercial, you know sh- what I mean? Like, sure. like beer, Coors Light beer can just bruise with, in my pickup, kind no. of like... I mean, that that was what it was trying to. So, so there's definitely there's definitely a bunch of that in there, but like, I I just maybe disagree with your your characterization of that as, as center right. Maybe um, that just seems like like solidly, like oh that's just right politics, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and there's, okay, there's, fair like, enough. And like there there's like I I think like a fair amount of like mockery of it as well, right? Like you know like the 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 what's his name the the, the Drummonds. Yeah, well, yeah, Kirk, yeah, yeah. Kirk and his dad, see, right? See, yeah, that, that, that's exactly what it comes down to. In my head, those that is right. You know what I mean? Because this is that that's right leaning politics, and it is critical of those politics. But like, it it hedges a little bit, which is kind of why I was using center. Right? Okay, you know okay, I, mean? I see what you're saying. Um, the, yeah. the the game is pretty intensely like skeptical and critical of Trump in a lot of ways. Um, they never say the name, which is so. Uh, I, I don't know if you ever got it, but um, what's the the, the crazy flamethrower dude? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does um, he say he, the name? He he has a line. He's like, "Is what's his name still president? The one that's orange and Russian?" Oh and, my god! Um, and so no one ever, no one ever says it, but like, there's like some like heavy illusion there, right? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of illusion uh, about uh, about Trump, and none of it is very flattering. Um, but it is very flattering, I think, of the kind of like going out hunting with your dog, you know, fly fishing, yeah, yeah. right? Like this is kind of like a a um, a version of Montana. Like this is like the gamified version of of Montana. Um, and I do want to stress that even though I have obviously like left leaning politics, I actually don't think that that's necessarily like a bad thing or anything along those right. kinds of lines. Um, it's just that like the way in which um, it is the way in which it it kind of like uncritically deals with some things that are like, you know, like the white tails. There's this thing where the white tails have a Peggy. Did you see this? Have a Peggy in a basin of water hooked up yeah, to a yeah. car battery. And I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and not only that, but like it's like right. <laughs> a, it's like you see that like one of the first times, like right after, like. You get back from like it's like oh these people are terrible they torture people and then you like walk in on like the white tails like torturing a person literally yeah and I was like what the what is the difference I I what is like the meaningful yeah. difference between um you know Eli and the white tails and uh, uh, I mean so so the difference there is like it's like ve- it's very much like ends justify the means stuff which I I'm yeah. not a fan of but like that that's what the difference is is right is <sighs> like we're the good guys so it's okay for us to do it. Uh, which is not a thing I'm a fan of personally. Yeah. But. And, and, and this is also part of why I like the subversive ending, because Far Cry has a history of being pretty subversive in its endings right. like this, right? Um, I'm a big apologist for Far Cry 3. People have turned around on... Like, Far, when Far Cry 3 came out, everybody kind of loved it because it had kind of, like, character and themes and shit like that, but there's kind of been, like, a backlash almost um, because it does play into, like, a white savior kind of narrative pretty pretty intensely. Um but I think that the the game is fiercely critical of that narrative. I mean, if you play that narrative to its completion, you die. You know what I mean? She like Citra kills you um, after she has utilized you as a weapon to free 
to free her people, which I think is like a really interesting kind of subversion and deconstruction of like the typical kind of like white savior narrative. And then even in um, Far Cry 4, right? This is actually, this is part of what frustrates me about this game, um, specifically when it comes to the villains. Far Cry 4 really intensely dealt with its politics. It did not shy away from putting like real politics on, on it, right? There's a part in the game um, where you are tasked with breaking um, Pagan Min, who is the bad guy. You're tasked with breaking Pagan Min's heroin farms um, because what he's doing is he's selling heroin to drug cartels in order to fund his totalitarian regime. Um, and you're working with like this resistance called the Golden Path, and uh, there are two characters inside of the Golden Path who are kind of vying for leadership. One of them wants you to burn down the heroin, right? Uh, he says heroin is bad, right drugs are bad, we should not be using uh, drugs and the illicit drug trade in order to, right, like, fuel our nascent nation um, after a revolution. And the alternate, and the, and the, the alternate character, her perspective is, no, kill all of the people, but we're going to take control of those poppy fields and keep selling to drug cartels. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Um, because essentially like western imperialists um have come in and the only other alternative is for us to build like suicide net iphone factories right where our people are and she literally says this she says like quote unquote free to be poor for the rest of their lives and i was like wow that is an intensely like there's a lot going on in just like a couple of lines. Um, and I felt as though the villains here were so cartoonish and like not non-committal to any real um, political positions or concrete worldview outside of maybe Jacob, who is at best kind of philosophically and like, like he's like philosophically ideologically driven without being like really ideologically driven. Like he doesn't really have a set of like, concrete politics so much as he does kind of have like an overarching like ethos um and i thought that that was like a big i thought that that was like a big failure of um of the game but the far cry has had a history of this kind of like subversion which is kind of which is why i'm so tempted to say that the, like the nuke ending is like a, a and it is the game indicting you as the player um for the kind of like the politics that you are representing um, in your efforts to free Hope County. See, I, and like, I, I would buy that and I'd respect that if, you know, it turns out the reason the nukes go off is because, turns out, while you, you know, with the, the, the shutdowns, the self-destruct sequence that you set off actually, like, primed all the nukes and it's actually, like, a thing that, like, you roundabout did yourself because you were too yeah. busy playing cowboy to, to yeah that seems like the doing. way better for implementation of that yeah the, um, the, the the fact that it's all out of your hands right like it's like you know in a certain viewpoint right like the preppers were all correct to have made their thing right like yeah. if, if anybody gets down to their prepper cellar they're fine um and you know it's and so like it, it feels like it's supposed to be a subversion like like it feels like but it wants to be this version of that, but I think it affirms it in some ways as well, right? Like, yeah, like if you can't stop the nukes from falling and it happens, then these people are all like, you know, seed being right about the end coming is is rel like everybody's kind of right, right? The prepper, you should take your guns, go hide in your in your prepper basement, and then you know rule the wasteland with your with your old world arms when when the radiation boils off, right? Like, 
um, kind of Mad Maxine fashion. Um, yeah, I was wondering if that was going to be a thing. I was like, is like the next? Is it going to be Far Cry Fallout? Like, come on. No, I, I, <coughs> I think the DLCs are supposed to take place in the same world post ending. Wow. Because um, um, one is like a zombie mode, and one is on Mars. And there's a I don't know if you did it. But there's a side quest where you can like teleport a dude to Mars. Wow, I did not do that side quest. Yeah, I basically rushed to the ending. Um, okay, and I got and I didn't do very many of the story missions. I did a lot of my. I really did. I did, I don't like fast travel, uh, typically, and so I did a lot of kind of like walking along the roads and like blowing up trucks and shit like that. Um, so yeah, I like paragliding too much. So as soon as they upgraded uh, fast travel, oh, you, you got the airdrop. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was that was so much fun. Uh, what order did you do the uh, the kids in? So I did I did them in the order in the opposite order because you said you did Jacob first um, and yeah. you like Jacob the most, so I did Jacob last. Um, okay. I was like, okay, I'll save the best for last. So I did John, Faith, and then um, and then Jacob. Um, uh, let's 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 talk about. So do you, do you agree with me that Jacob's the best, or <sighs> I guess I do agree with you the bit. I, probably my favorite is Faith. Okay. Um, but Jacob is the best. Um, just because his worldview is the most kind of consistent and, like, actually exists. Um, there was a lot of stuff with John and with Faith that was kind of, like, vaguely gesturing near things that wasn't actually... You know what I mean? Like, John... or I'm sorry. Jacob, at least, kind of was, like, rooted in, like, a real ideology, whereas, like, what the fuck is Faith's ideology? You know what I mean? That, like, drugs are good yeah you know what i mean like and what's john's ideology that you should say yes to torture because his parents did that you know what i mean it's like what and i and i kind of understand what they're like sort of getting at um a little bit which is uh you know like john is kind of about self-help or whatever and then faith has this kind of like faith is kind of about like the duality of like the sweetness and like the insanity um, of these kinds of like doomsday conspiracy cult, um, uh, like like worldviews. Like I, th th that's what I actually liked about. I, th that's probably what I liked about Faith so much is like th this duality between like her sweetness um, and like the fact that the drug is named Bliss and stuff like that. Right? Um, yeah, I, I thought that was supposed to be like a commentary on like the like some of the, like. You know, the, the modern drug crisis crises, right? Like, who are you See, to yeah. pull people out of their their bliss, right? Like, their lives suck. And they're happy when they're under the drug. Why is that wrong? Right? Yeah, I they, see. I was thinking that they were going to go for something with like the opioid crisis with it, but they never really went anywhere with yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I th I think that message is kind of like, like I don't think it needs to be tied to the opioid crisis to kind of be still like a salient point, right? Like, there's like flex of this even in like ready player one right like you know the the the, the fake world you inhabit through whatever means that is you know the media consumption video games drugs um you're happier there and is it wrong to 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 embrace that fully yeah um i don't think they did it that's actually a well. very interesting point that i didn't really think about but like yeah i guess in the same sense like video games are that same fantasy so like oh, holy shit like is faith being is Faith, like, breaking the fourth wall a little bit with the player? Because you are, you know what I mean? You are also in a fantasy yeah. world. You are also taking your own version of Bliss by playing the game, which is kind of 
interesting. But like I said, I she's like muddled and you know like yeah. Jacob is really clear with what his philosophy is, right? You know, um, and uh, I enjoyed that. So, so uh, or I I think that is the be- that makes him the best, even if I enjoyed Faith more. Okay, so so the thing I, I really want to talk about with Jacob because I, I really. I really love this when it happened is each of his story missions are basically the same thing, right? With mm-hmm. like the shooting gallery. And I think they executed it near perfectly. Um, but they like showed their hand a little too early. Like it was on like the second or third time that I did it that like, I caught that the last guy you shoot is like a real person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I had like, and, but it had been enough iterations, um, that I was kind of like going through it wrote and like, I just kind of shot the last guy and like, I realized I'm like, Oh shit. Um, and like, I thought that was really great and really well done. Um, that kind of like, you know, like, uh, it's, you, you, you do this stuff enough times that it becomes rote and you're not really thinking about it and you don't think about like the, the consequence, like you know, mm-hmm. the consequences of what you're doing and suddenly it has a consequence. Um, and I think if they had managed to maintain that illusion up into the last part where you shoot, um, where you shoot the uh, the leader of the uh, of the, uh, the 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 white tails, then it would have been perfect. Like I said, I think it set it off for me a little bit too early, so I spent like an inordinate amount of time trying to like subvert it, right? Like not shooting people or like getting to him and then not shooting him to see if I could trick the game somehow. Um, and I think it would have been better if it had managed to fool me all the way through. But I still think that the that the fact that I had that moment at some point, even if it wasn't the best place for it, was really commendable and and, and, and was a really great kind of use of, of of the mechanics of the game. Yeah, I also I also had uh, picked up on it because the second time, um, or the third time maybe, I don't know how many times you do it. If you do it, well, the 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 second to last time. Um, that you do it is the one I picked up on it because you wake up in the bunker. Um, and so you go and you end by like shooting the guy and it kind of like slow-mos and he starts talking a little bit. And then you wake up and you are facing, you are in the same bunker and you are looking at the same, like, and so the, yeah. the, surra- the, the person doesn't look like Eli, right? But the surroundings are the bunker. And I was like, oh, holy shit, I get it now. Um, and I thought that that was very cool, though. I didn't try and subvert it when I got there. I just kind of assumed that the game wouldn't let me, which is kind of funny. Yeah, um, no, I mean, I, I, I figured that, too. But I figured if the, the fact that I had already kind of been tipped off to it, I might as well give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also th- – this is also a part of me that, like, may have me feel that dissonance because after I shot Eli and fucking, like, Whitney or Wheatley or whatever and the other person immediately forgave me, I was like – no what really yeah. like i thought i thought that i actually thought that was really clever because i was like oh holy shit now i'm gonna have to fight my way out of the bunker that's gonna be the final mission you know i'm gonna have to kill all these white tails right and it would really have set up so much better what john was talking about your sin is wrath kind of thing right um and uh how you caught your kind of like propensity for like death and killing sort of thing can be like turned against your allies because that's also you know like the game also did that with the prison thing because you rescue the marshal right who ends up you know like completely fucking the prison over and that is also all your fault right but the game completely kind of like lets you off the hook about it i felt like yeah i mean the, the, the problems are is that it like kind of like Give, first of all, because you don't have to do them in order, right? Like you, like I didn't know, like you know, I didn't follow the, you know your sin is wrath thing until after I did Jacob because I yeah, did Jacob true, first. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, and like it also gives you like outs, right? Like, uh, 
the reason that you don't have to fight your way into the white tail bunker is because the like everybody's kind of aware of the conditioning, especially the the woman that like you know is torturing the the Peggy. Yeah, right? like she knows what's up, and she like understands why it happened. She's not happy about it, but she understands why it happened. Mm-hmm. And similarly with the jail, is like everybody knows what happens when you're on the bliss. Um, and you you see them try and like like wean him off with the adrenaline, but he doesn't let them. And so like that kind of like takes it off of you because they said, you know, we need to we need to do the the treatment to to deprogram him or whatever. Yeah. And then he refuses. So like that's no longer your fault, right? Like um uh, I also so just to kind of roll it back to to Jacob for a second. I really liked the use of 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 that song. Like it just like worked great for me in terms of like what it was supposed to be doing and it mm. like it drew out into like a really haunting melody really well. I won- I wonder how like how 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 uh how, how much effort they put into figuring out that song. Uh like you know, cuz like I don't think that would work with like every song from like that era, right? Like you, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just it like the 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 only you and it just draws out perfectly. I thought it was I thought it was amazing. Um by contrast, I thought John was super boring because uh, that area of the country is super flat, or the county rather is super flat, and it's a lot of dog fighting, and I don't like dog fighting, so you know. Uh, I yeah, the do- actually the dog fighting I thought was pretty fun. In fact, I probably like the the John boss fight itself the best. I actually fucking hated the Faith boss fight because of like some like wonky game mechanics that really frustrated me. Um, uh, because in the Faith boss fight, you know, you like. She there's these constantly spawning angels uh, that like get one hit killed, but because I, I and this always happens to me in games like this because I always go for like a hyper stealth build, um, and so I was carrying like a revolver, and I was like a revolver, a bolt action sniper rifle, a slow firing shotgun, and the bow and arrow were like my four weapons, and I didn't have any like automatic or semi automatic weapons. Um, and the game gives you an LMG right up front. And I was like, oh, thank God. And so I used the LMG to kind of get past the first phase. Uh, but then I died on the second phase because I didn't know the mechanics. But I was like, oh, okay, so I'm learning the mechanics. But then I spawned into the second phase with my original loadout. I didn't have the LMG uh. anymore. And so I was like, what the fuck can I do? You know what I mean? Like, I just couldn't kill the the angels fast enough because none of my guns had a rate of fire that was quick enough to do so. Um, and so I eventually just kind of had to, like cheese it as much as i can or as much as i could by like kiting the angels around the rock uh because you could kind of like bug out their ai by going up on the rock and then dropping off and they kind of like run around a little bit um while i was like trying to like find the real faith and then the real face would like hit me in the face with like a whole bunch of fireballs and i never upgraded my health because health is meaningless when you're doing stealth runs um of everything so I, that, like, pissed me off. And also, the final fight with Joseph Seed pissed me off because of the same reason. The whole thing is just a firefight where you are a bullet magnet, and I never upgraded my health, so I just kept going down and having to get, like, rezzed a million times by my, like, allies or whatever. Um, uh, see, I, I, I got I got to a point where, like, I had enough perk points that I was just like, oh, I guess health is the next best thing. Um, but I definitely feel that. I got through the Faith fight by shooting her with rockets. So, uh, you know, that, that worked out for me. Yeah, fair enough. Because I started out stealth, and I was like, I also like LMGs and rocket launchers, so I'll do that next. Um, and so, like, basically my second half of the game was, like, stealth around. Like, the game became so much easier for me when I figured out that you could shoot the alarms uh, for the outpost. Like, yeah. 
Like, I thought you had to go up to them and manually disable them. And, like, why would you ever do that when you can, like, shoot them from, like, 40, like, you know, like, half half a mile away with one shot that takes half a second. Yeah, with, like, a silent sniper rifle. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, what I would do is I take out all the uh, all the uh, the the alarm boxes with the silent sniper rifle, and then I'd call in like uh, Herc and like either Cheeseburger or um, I can't believe I can't remember what the the flamethrower dude's name is. Sharky. Uh, Sharky. Yes, I, I called like Herc and Sharky, and I pull out my LMG and just go like yeah, just like blow down <laughs> everyone, and they couldn't like call and, re- and it's like. You know, no alarms, bonus stealth credits. They're like, yeah, stealth. Um, there were a couple. There were a couple of things that I did like that, but I always like to set up uh, explosives everywhere. <laughs> so like, I'll go to wherever the like the the um, the entrances are, like where where the reinforcements will come in, and I'll put like one or two proximity mines nearby, and then I also put proximity mines like on like like propane tanks and stuff like that um a lot of the time like i'll go in stealth and i'll kill somebody and i'll put like these mines on like propane tanks and then i'll typically put i was actually really depressed about this because normally you can actually put more than one remote explosive down um but this one you can only put one down at a time because like the button to put it down switches to the detonate button which yeah, sucks. yeah um but uh, and that and that's typically what I like to do is I like lay up the whole place with explosives and then like go like fifty yards away and then oh and then I throw in a bunch of bait to like attract predators in there and then the predators set off certain explosives and then I'm setting off the remote explosives and then the reinforcements come in and they set off explosives it's just like fucking fireworks and it's super fun um, but uh, but it was a little tougher to do that in this game though I did most of my things stealth. Because uh, the outposts, the outposts have been, ever since Far Cry Three have been like the most engaging part um, of how to engage with the game, um, because it is all about you know like finding your approach. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I feel like I don't know. This this game does like a lot of like aim assist like really well in like these weird ways. Like it's very satisfying to just cut like like the uh, the sidearm takedown. Um, is yeah, like yeah. the weirdest mechanic, but it's like you do the takedown, and then you just like hit the button, and it'll just like track to the next dude's heads and like shoot him in the fucking head. Um, or like if you're driving and like there's a guy driving next to you, and you've got like your gun out, you can just like kind of shoot it, and it'll like aim at the dude, and like take him out. It feels, it it felt badass. Um, yeah, and I also think that the the gunplay was punishing enough. Um, older Far Cry games were hit scan, which I think was too easy, but this game actually has like bullet drop and stuff like that. <coughs> <coughs> which I thought was a really good addition because it made it so that I couldn't do the like sit on a hill 400 yards away and snipe everybody down thing mm. as easily um, because you weren't quite, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. just about like waiting for them to pat into your crosshairs. You had to t- be careful um, about, about that, uh, about that stuff. Uh, but I also think that the game wants you to, like, fuck around with its, like, guns a little bit. In fact, I kind of feel as though, like, in a way, my my hyper-self loadout that I was describing before is built so that I don't have the easy killing power of, like, an assault rifle. That sure. kind of makes the game a little too easy. And, like, the game is kind of more fun when you're when it's like, well, how do you take out this, you know, like, how do you take out this outpost with, like, two flaming arrows you know, uh, a sawed-off shotgun, right, and, like, you know, a flamethrower or something like that. Um, so, yeah. Yep, I feel that. Um. Also, my very favorite thing to do 
when when doing uh, when doing some of these is to drop bodies in important places that like they're gonna get seen and put a proximity explosive on it. It's like my favorite fucking thing. Because then they're like, "What? Oh, a dead body!" And then you run over. It's like, "Boom!" <laughs> oh, that's oh man. Um, but yeah. Uh, I had another thing. Oh. Um, I thought the game was kind of best when, uh, you were, like, doing, like, some of the cool climbing stuff and, like, using the, and, like, the environment was very, very, which is something I didn't like about John's section. Again, it was very, very flat and, like, farmland. Um, yeah, that was a little bit, uh, it was funny because, like, they, they tell you to pick up the grappling hook, like, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, cause it's, like, a one point perk that, like, yeah. is a requirement for the whole tree or whatever. Uh, and I was starting in John's section and I was like, where the, f I have nothing to do with this, you know? Uh, but then I got to the other two sections, and I was like, "Oh, it's all over the place." Yeah, it gets used so much that I'm like, "Like it's 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 I think mandatory at, at some level." Like you it is. No, you can't uh, you can't do any of the perks in the tree without unlocking the grappling hook. Like I don't think like I don't think you can finish the game without it. Um, just like I I I, I don't know if there's I don't know if that's a hard requirement. I'd be interested to see if you can do it, but. Yeah, because yeah. there are a couple sections where you need to use the grappling hook to, like, progress through, like, story missions and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I in a way, I almost kind of fucked up by by doing John first because I spent a lot of time in John's section because I was obviously, like, level zero. Right, um, right. And so, like, most of the prepper stashes I did were in John's section because I was, like, really hunting for perks. Um, but once I got all of the perks I needed, I, I just didn't give a shit about perks anymore. Um which, yeah. I mean, ended up biting me in the ass because, like, I wasn't getting, uh, like, health and shit like that, but... Um. Yeah, I, I found the puzzle element of the prepper stashes to be interesting enough that I wanted mm -hmm. to do them just for fun. Um, and I think they were probably better in Jacob and Faith's section than in John's section because there, there was so much more... Like, there's, like, a dude who's, like, hunting Bigfoot. Um, there was another one where you, like... I think it was for, like, one of... It was, like, a side mission. But you, like, end up going to this, like, super high peak where there's, like, eagles that you have to fight off. Oh, and... I did that one. Yeah, yeah. The, the Outlook yeah, stash. Yeah. And the eagles kept, like, coming in. That one was actually insanely hard for me because I had run out of ammo on, uh, like, my shotgun and my pistol. And so I was just doing that with a sniper rifle and a bow and arrow. Yeah. <laughs> it was I, really hard. I, like, I hated fighting the wildlife because they, you know, they didn't act like the human like the human enemies did so every time i just pull out the lmg and just like pump it full of blood and be like yeah fuck you bear uh, like, <laughs> i took down a lot of bears just with bows bows and arrows yeah cause i felt no. like because you it incentivizes you to you yeah know? and and i like i think it would be like if i don't know i i feel like like the headshots don't kill them instantly right like if they mm. if they did i'd feel a lot better about it but like as to it's like, well, if I have to fire more than once anyway, I might as well just fire half a clip of... of they also of, run away once they get low enough, which yeah. can be a problem. Um, which I actually kind of liked because it kind of made it a little bit about, like, stalking your prey hunting a bit. Um, because, you know, as, like, you get them low, they run away and you're chasing after them. But, like, and if they know you're chasing after them, they're going to run at full speed. But, like, eventually they kind of, like, settle down a little bit. Um, <clears throat> and, like, kind of, like, sit and, like, nurse their wounds almost. Uh, and so it was very satisfying to, like, get those kind of, like, hunter kills. 
so my, my, my favorite was definitely, I saw this in a GIF and then I tried it out. It was great. Is you pull out a melee weapon and then you take the fast drug and the furious drug and you just run around and like start swinging your bat at like animals and they, they all one hit kills them. And it's kind of go flying. And <laughs> I did and, not use the drugs very much in this yeah. game. So, so that weirdly was a thing that bothered me. Like initially it's like they're home. It's homeopathy, right? And homeopathy isn't real. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it worked bothered me probably more than it should have by like this, 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 you know, the, like make it real drugs. Don't make it this like bullshit, like pseudo medicine that like, uh, I, don't, I don't know why it bothered me so much, but it definitely did. And, yeah. I mean, in a weird way, I almost do kind of think that like homeopathy is like the, is I guess like the American equivalent to the kind of like drugs you make in. Far Cry 3 and 4, because Far Cry 3 is in Southeast Asia, Far Cry 4 is in um, the Himalayas, right? And there's a lot of, like, ancient mysticism to, like, the drugs that you're making, which is a little, like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, like, that is also similarly not a thing, right? Um, like, scientifically. Uh, and in a way, I almost kind of think that, like, homeopathy is kind of like the North... It's like the Americanized version of, like, the not-a-thing, you know, like, sure. like, herbal blends of, like, yeah, like, like Buddhist gurus yeah. in the mountains of India. You know, like, that kind sure. of thing. Sure, sure. I mean, I, th I think there's, like, I don't know, at, le at least with some of the stuff, right? Like, the, like, like some, some of like, you know, like, like peyote, right? Like, yeah. Like the mysticism stuff is kind of bullshit, but like, it, it is a psychoactive drug, right? Like it, like you, you do like, the, there is effect to it. Like homie, homie, homeopathy is, is like, so nothing, right? Like that it's, it, I don't know. It, it, like it doesn't even have that effect. Cause it's like literally diluted nothing. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not like the stuff that you put it together actually indicates that it was homeopathy at all. Cause it would have been like, large jars of water. I, I don't know. This is, this is a weird thing. I actually didn't even know on, that it was but... homeopathy until you said it. Yeah, but... no. And I probably, like, I don't know why I picked up on it, but they said it, and I was like, why? Like, <laughs> like I could buy, like, you know, like, basement meth doing, like, I would I would have less problem with it if it was, like, you know, like, meth and amphetamines, right? And that's what you take. Um, and, you know, maybe that, that, that has, like, ESRB implications, but, like... I yeah, know. I kind of wish it was something like that. Or, or like, prescription drugs. Like, sure. could you imagine if it was something along those sorts of lines and it was, like, tying into, like, Faith's thing or something like that? Like, man, I just... I Like, that that stuff just really bothers me about, like, about the game. Like, with, with Faith and John in particular, because it felt like there was the kind of, like... Like, I, maybe it's just because, like, Jordan Peterson is, like, in the news and he is also, like, a, a self-help guy that has become politicized a lot as the more he kind of like speaks or whatever but i wanted john c to be kind of be him in a way right like uh oh this is the power of yes and i'm a self-help guru but also like here are the po you know like here are the politics that you should have in a way um and it just felt like and i was just like really let down by the fact that like he was nothing and like faith was like nothing even if I kind of liked the, like, super long-running drug trip that was the entirety of Fate's, like, zone. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel that. Um, I was, I was hoping for, for John to be a little bit more, like, 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 mega, mega church pastor. 
Yeah, I mean, even that, like, that will also would have been super easy to do, right? Like, he's like, maybe that, like, because they don't even really address where the fucking money comes from. Right. right? How does this cult make its money? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And so, like, the idea that, like, you know, he's fleecing his fucking supporters or whatever, um, or something like kind of like along those lines, like even that, but like that would require like this game to kind of take any kind of real stand. See, um, I, I don't, I don't think the, with the villains, I don't think it would really have to because like, what is it? It's it's uh, it's it's built on the tradition of like Waco and Ruby Ridge, and in some some levels, I, I just learned about this this recently. I think it's like the the Rajanish Rajanishu. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like the, these kind of cult organizations that basically got their people to move out and like give up everything and give it to the cause. I think you could demonize those those uh, those those people uh, fairly easily without really taking a strong political stance, right? Like right, right, right. But I mean, like as soon as he becomes like a Jordan Peterson or like a mega church pastor or whatever, right? Like there are presumably plenty of people who go to those kinds of mega mega church. You know, like like these kinds of mega church evangelicals are part of sure. like, the demographic that they want. No, no, no. So, so like, I, I get you with the the like the the like, I I don't think you can demonize those people so easily. What I do think you can demonize are like the, like the the cult, oh, I cult see leader yeah, aspects, yeah. right? Like you you draw a clear like, uh, you draw a clear parallel, um, between like uh between like Father Seed and like. Uh, one of these these heads of these cults, right, like Jim Jones or something, which I think they were trying to do, and then like, uh-huh. um, and then like you just kind of explore the fact that it's like like you just explain that like these people like they got these people to come out here, um, you know like you know like uh, hippies that didn't care like you know that didn't think too hard just gave up everything for the cause. It also would help explain like why like Bumblefuck Montana is so ethnically diverse. Um, <laughs> I know. I was like, there are two black people and they don't know each other. Like, I, yeah. I mean, maybe like, that was just me being like an east or you know a, a coastal liberal kind of thing. But like, I, but I like honestly, funny. like the places that we were that we visited, right? Like, they shouldn't they they shouldn't be this like they shouldn't be this ethnically diverse, right? Like, the reality mm. of the situation is is they are like vast majority white because. That's just like the the way the demographics of the country are laid out, and the the fact that it was like so kind of even handed just felt a little off. Um, I don't know. It, it was uh, like not that they needed to necessarily say anything about any of those things. It just kind of like the dissonance between the real world and the game world. Just this, it, it's it's hard to not notice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do think that the kind of, like, the Waco stuff is kind of, uh, uh, in a way, it's almost like an easy sort of cover. But even then, I, I don't understand why, like, they wanted to pull this punch so much, because, like, fucking Far Cry 3 is intensely critical of, uh, like, its protagonist, who is the kind of, like, murder vacation, like the thrill-seeking 20-something, who is presumably a lot like the demographic of... Do you know what I mean? It is almost weird to me that, like, Far Cry 3, which is a game that is so fucking critical of its protagonist, who looks so much like the people they're trying to sell the game to, and then was incredibly successful, right, that they look at that and they're like, "Mm, we gotta be really careful about how we approach it in Far Cry 5. You know what I mean? Like, even Far Cry 4, like, Far Cry 4, like, 
one of the cool far cry 4 is probably the best far cry game uh and i hold it in very high regard right like it is right up there with like mass effect 2 um or you know uh like spec ops or like any of these kind of like triple a games that like have a lot on their mind and a lot to say and a really interesting right um and and one of the things that's so great about far cry 4 um is that like there is a question of cultural appropriation that kind of like goes with it Right, because like it is fundamentally like uh, you know, Kairat doesn't exist, but it is like a a sort of uh, like northern Indian uh, setting, and there's all of these kinds of like northern Indian pieces to it or whatever, right? But you are playing a native Kairati who was who grew up in American in America and is coming back, right? So like you are not like a kind of white outsider colonial you know, like colonists or something like that. Like you are very much like a part of this, this land and its people. And you, you have a personal relationship as part of the story to pagan men and the resistance and all this other kind of stuff. Right. And they literally address the question of whether or not like the game is cultural appropriation and to what extent cultural appropriation is like a, is a thing in the text of the game, because part of the resistance is saying that they need to give up these kinds of like old signifiers um to their like to like the cultural traditions that gave birth to pagan men right and that they need to essentially like westernize and become a modern nation state and then there's another person in the in the resistance who is like no of course we can't do that right we have to hold on to our traditions and our culture and our people and it's like insane to me that in a game like far cry 4 they could have a conversation like that right and they could present it to you the player and say you know what maybe there's not a right answer but we're at least going to acknowledge it and we're going to talk about it in a real way right while you're having fun fucking like blowing up convoys and like assaulting outposts and shit like like that right and in far cry 5 i just felt like every time that there was an opportunity to like do some of that right um but like through the context of like american culture and american politics they just completely let it go you know like they didn't even they didn't want to get close to it they didn't want to touch any of that sort of stuff a couple of couple of thoughts on that um one uh uh, you know, I would point out may maybe the point with Far Cry 3 was the target audience wasn't the people who, who, who goes out there, the type of people who stay home instead and they can laugh at the normies or something. Um, but like, yeah, that, I mean, I, I, okay, I do think that that is a, that is a bit of it. Um, uh, th that is the, the lesser point, though. The, the deeper points around Far Cry 5 itself. Um, one, this game has most definitely been in, in development longer than the political moment has been in existence. In existence, and so I doubt that when this game was was conceived and started, and, and like and like started development, that these that 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 they could have anticipated where we are now, kind of politically. Well, so it, it doesn't have to be about like Trump. Do you know what I mean? Sure. To still talk about like the NRA and Second Amendment stuff. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And like, and it's not even, and, and like I said, like, I don't even think it has to have a stance on it. Like, like Far Cry 4 doesn't really have a stance on cultural appropriation. It is just honest with the player about the fact that this game is right. And maybe that's bad. It's kind of up to you to decide. Do you know what I mean? And I feel as though you could get some, you like, you could have a character who does that same thing, but for the kind of like second amendment gun stuff that you're talking about here, right? And there isn't necessarily a right answer, right? Like, obviously, I need to use guns to murder the shit out of the fucking Peggies or whatever, right? Uh, but you can at least kind of, like, talk about it as if it's, like, a real thing instead of just kind of, like, politely ignore 
like anything. You so know. I feel that. Um, and I, I so so this is this is this is this might sound a little bit crazy, but part of me wants to say that, um, you know the 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 games press, as kind of like an organization, tends to be fairly left leaning, mm-hmm. and the, and. I feel like if you present it as ambiguous, they like I could see I could see the polygon articles yeah. that jumped down that jumped down this game's throat for not like you know having kind of, quote unquote the right position, uh, or the correct position you know just to, to yeah. avoid avoid the, the the words there, um, and um, obviously it happened anyway because they they didn't say anything, um, and I feel like if you if you take if you the game then takes the correct position you kind of alienate a large portion of the base especially the portion of the base that we've seen that we've seen in recent years as kind of a reaction to that that perceived kind of tilting of of the press i i think i think that this might have more to do kind of with like the outside politics of how games are reviewed than anything else um which is unfortunate um, I think another kind of example of this is one of my favorite things to do uh, in the game were the Clint Nixon missions, right? Mm-hmm. Which are very much kind of like, you know, like balls to the wall patriotism, right? But they're all um, like, uh, they're all like like vehicle exploration events, right? Or like, you know, like wingsuit events or whatever. None of them are shooting events. Um, and I think that's part of that, if that makes sense, right? Like the the thing that celebrates like, you know, like, uh, extreme Americana the most doesn't touch kind of the more sensitive aspects of it. Um. Yeah, I, I do I do kind of feel a little... I mean, I think the games press is taking this game to task a bit um, for not having a stance, um, which is, you know, like, which is kind of like the Aaron Signal thing, right? Like, you know, this game doesn't really say anything and that's what makes it bad. And, and you know, Kotaku Polygon, right? Like, this is... This is a, uh, this is kind of like a pervasive thought about Far Cry Five, even if it's not necessarily like the dominant one or whatever. So I, I definitely kind of like, in a way, there's almost kind of like no right answer um, because I kind of see where you're where you're coming from. And I almost also kind of like, like I want to be clear that even though I felt like uncomfortable in a way with the the center right politics of the game, insofar as they are that, right? Yeah. Um, that's also kind of like the point. Like, I don't want to say that that's bad. I'm not, I'm not, the, the discomfort that I felt, right, is very much in the kind of like, I am, I am naturally, my politics are so different than this that I am skeptical of this kind of stuff, right? But I, you know, in a lot of ways, I think that that's a good thing. And I think that one of the cool things that the game could be in a way is a, um, is a kind of like sincere exploration of what that looks like in an, uh, in an uncritical sense. To a certain extent, right? Uh, another good example of this might be like Mafia Three, which is a very like liberal kind of like left-leaning game. It's you know it's about a black guy um, who is a Vietnam veteran who comes back to uh, like the very recent. I think it's in like 1968 or 1969. You know what I mean? Who comes into um, uh, New Orleans at the end of like the tail end of the civil rights, like five years after you know like civil rights, the Civil Rights Act is passed and stuff like that, and and really dealing with kind of like the you know just because like a co- just because a law got passed didn't mean that everybody was instantly not racist anymore, and he is dealing with the kind of like 
um, you know, the overarching like liberal philosophies around equality, right, um, and justice for oppressed people and stuff like that. You know, what I mean? it, it is a very good like left-leaning game for liberals to use to kind of communicate their liberal beliefs to other people, right? And in a way, I almost kind of like Far Cry Five for doing that about kind of like beer beer commercial for pickup truck commercial America. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and I, and I don't, and I wonder how much of the, like how much of this stuff is like an intolerance of that kind of, you know, like I am a, I am a left leaning person and I am unwilling to entertain the, like the political philosophies um, of my, of my opposition uh even in a context that is specifically built to flatter that opposition, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I think I think I think I see what you're saying. That, that, that sounds because in a lot of ways, like in a lot of ways, I I think really what I'm I'm kind of criticizing is like this, like you know, the game says nothing. Criticism, I think, is kind of like bullshit and like wrongheaded. I think it's just people not really being open minded to experiencing like a political environment that isn't the that isn't theirs, right? Like, yeah, I felt, like, like, yeah, I felt this discomfort and I was relieved when the end was a little bit critical of it or whatever like that. But in a way, I think that that discomfort is a good thing because, like, I needed to, you know what I mean? Like, I appreciate looking at the world through different perspectives and, and like, that's kind of what games are very good at and can do well. And I wish that there was, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I definitely feel that. I, I, I definitely do feel that. I think that, I feel like you just can't get that with a lot of AAA stuff. Like, I, I just don't think that's, like, uh, a thing that you will, that that that, uh, that a company is willing to take a risk on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get, like, Mafia is probably the only example I can think of as a, as a, like, as a, like, even, like, Grand Theft Auto, you know what I mean, like, doesn't, like, they're kind of, they're kind of, like, so steeped in parody of just everything uh, that, like, I, you couldn't even make any kind of like cogent, uh, like political philosophy out of Grand Theft Auto. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Um, did you have any? Did you have? I we're kind of at the end of the hour now. Did you have any any uh, any final thoughts on, on on Far Cry Five? Um, I think it's better than people give it credit for. Because a lot of the times people look for Far Cry games to center themselves around uh like the villains or whatever and i think that the villains were bad in this game that's definitely a real thing uh, but i think that there's more to it than that um and it's kind of missing the forest for the trees a little bit um if you're not taking in the kind of other aspects of the game from like a mechanical perspective um and so uh, and plus, I just find, I just think that this set of mechanics is great. I have always been a huge fan of these Far Cry mechanics. Like, the sandbox nature of it is just so good and so fun um, that... Uh, and even just the, that they try at all um, with any kind of... You know what I mean? Like, with any kind of, like, greater messaging or theming, even if, like, this game didn't quite do much... Or as much as the as Far Cry Three and Far Cry Four, I guess. Um, I still think it's it's it it gets over the line and it is a good game at the end of the day. Oh, I, I think I, I generally agree with you. I, I thought the mechanics were great. I was soured by the ending, um, but I I thought it was a good time. 
Um, I, I actually do. I actually do want to say that Far Cry Four is better. So I would recommend anybody play Far Cry Four. The, the mechanics actually took a step back from Far Cry Four in some ways that I thought were bad. Um, for instance, Far Cry Four has these big fortresses that are like super advanced outposts to take down, which are so much fun. Uh, and I was really disappointed that we didn't get to do any of that stuff. Like, it seems so natural to me that, like, the the final resistance missions or whatever wouldn't be these, like, weird story missions. They would be, like, massive, gigantic outposts like the fortresses were. were. Um, but, uh, but yeah. We didn't really talk about that stuff, so I wanted to mention it. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Um, actually, one thing before we close up on this section that I just wanted to ask you is how you felt about the microtransaction stuff. Um, cause to me, at least it felt like, like it was always there and it didn't feel like it mattered to the game too much, but it just felt kind of gross just by its kind of like ever presence and like, you know, like buy more silver kind of like messaging. Um, uh, did, did you have any opinions on it? I actually didn't find it frustrating at all, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. No, I, maybe, I didn't find maybe it frustrating. I have a, or, sure, I, I, I almost kind of didn't even notice it. I didn't learn what a silver bar was at first. Like, I even I saw like like the buy marks, but I never even clicked on that, to be honest with you. Um, or maybe I did, and I just like forgot about it or something. Yeah. And it was only later I opened up a safe that had a hundred silver bars in it. It was like you just got silver bars. Use it to get premium shit. And then I looked at it a little bit closer. Um, and, uh, like, I didn't even give my guns paint for a long time because I was like, this is just a waste of fucking money. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. entirely utilitarian about all of my dollars being spent. But then eventually I was just overflowing in cash and I put a paint job on everything. Um, so, yeah, I guess I didn't notice it, but I it wasn't loot boxes. It wasn't something – It w like, all of this stuff was earnable through through games. I never felt like the game was stingy with its cash because it wanted to force me to buy silver bars. Um, there weren't, like, upgrade there, – there weren't, like, gameplay upgrades as far as I understand. No. That were silver bar. You know, well, it's not like certain guns could only be purchased with silver bars or something like that, right? Um, technically, like, you could – buy some of the premier guns before you had access to them by level. Um, ah, that's shitty. Um, but it's, I don't think that those, they weren't like upgrades anyway, I think for the most part. So that didn't like bother me too much, right? Like you could get like maybe um, like one of the versions of, of like one of the later assault rifles early if you bought the, the, the painted version. But I don't, I don't like think that that was the intent there. I think it was just like to have like, because I think you could also have bought those games with the in-game currency if you wanted to, to, to save it up enough. It's just, that's just the way it, it shook out. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I, like I said, it just felt a little bit gross to me. Um, but that aside, how was your week, buddy? Uh, it was pretty good. We played House of Rebels. We did. Uh, we you guys had this like, this like, rhino, this like rhino fight or whatever. I got, um, I got to use my truce powers. Yeah, that was interesting. I really had no idea how I wanted to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. felt very good, but I felt very good about like that kind of like combat in general. Uh, I was talking with somebody. I don't even remember. I guess there's somebody at like work or something where we were talking about RPG combat and he expressed a frustration that was kind of like most RPG combat is just kill the other guys until they're dead, right? And yeah. I wish that things were more objective driven than that because it really kill the other guys until they're dead is really uninteresting because like there is really only a 1% chance it doesn't go that way. 
Um, and it really opened my eyes and I was like, whoa, like, holy shit, that's super right. And that I think more objective based, um, kind of like a metered, uh, uh, goals in combat are more interesting, right? Like you guys lost one of the three ambassadors and you were technically punished for that. Um, by ha you had to give up like an extra, if you, if you had saved all the ambassadors, you wouldn't have had to give up two concessions you would only have to give up one in yeah. the kind of like back thing which is part of why it was like systemized this way in the, in the first place um but like even that is like uh, that like that's not a painful thing you know what i mean it's not like the end of the world or anything along those sorts of lines it's just kind of like uh uh you did pretty good do you know what i mean which yeah. i think is very useful yeah i, I so i so I, I it's interesting because like i suspected that that was the case but like I feel like it's hard to to understand those stakes without knowing that that's the consequence, right? Like, and I, th I think the fight worked on its own stakes anyway, right? Like that we need to we needed to protect these people for diplomatic yeah. reasons. I don't I don't think the the kind of like uh, <clears throat> stick the, the stick of uh, needing to prevent needing to give more concessions was needed in order to to motivate that fight, um, but like. Oh, I, it, this is something I think a lot about because that, that having consequences on the back end kind of feels like it, 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 it's hard to, to draw real meaning from it if it's not highlighted, I don't think. Um, because it's not like, you know, you can look up somebody else online who's, who's done this and like got a better result than you and like, you know, like go back and like replay the scenario like you, you would in a video game to get like a perfect run or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um... And so I, I think, like, like I said, I, I suspected that that was the case, um, but maybe like highlighting it more would have would have been a a a uh, a, a better way to kind of drive home the consequence of, of losing the spymaster. Um, if if that makes sense. Um, you know, see, in a way, I kind of almost. I kind of don't like that because I sometimes think that you don't have all the information and that's important. Do you know what I mean? Like, in a way, I almost think that's kind of like too video gamey a mindset for like a, a tabletop RPG. And I like the idea that like you do something without a very good sense of like like the, the, the kind of like gameplay term, I guess, would be like perceivable consequence without a good sense of what the perceivable consequence of the of this is right like, i think it was pretty clear that you wanted to save all of these people right and it was legitimately hard to do that right like yeah. getting a perfect run is a difficult thing um sort of thing uh and i and like but I, and, and but i also but i kind of think that like tabletop rpgs don't allow for save scumming right right, right, right. and so that mindset is born from save scumming and kind of is bad for for that so, reason. Do, so, you know, so do you know what i mean i see what you're saying and i think that that holds for like the the kind of like like while we're fighting portion of it but the when we're forced to make extra concessions for it part of it i think if you don't include it there then it then it doesn't matter at all oh i see what you're saying i should have told i should have highlighted it specifically right like like that oh well you let the spy master die so we need an extra concession and i don't know like you know i feel like i don't Obviously, saying it like that maybe isn't the best way to do it. And yeah, I don't know yeah. if there's a great way to do it, but I think highlighting the fact that the thing that we did had a consequence, I think, is important for for it to matter. Because I think if you if you pull that information out of the consequences phase, then it actually goes back to not 
really mattering at all because we we can't tell that our that our actions had consequences if that makes sense well you did too. you 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 did it just wasn't like explicit like you said that you thought that it was a thing right but but like that's me using my game sense right like i don't know if anybody else thought that way right but like you know like it's very pot you know like i don't know that like if we had saved all three people if we would also have been made to have made two 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 concessions right like right like there's like not a not a clear through line there and kind of like the the consequence of the attack is something that's out of our control so like it's kind of easy to wrap that up into something that we, like you know we just had to do because that's the way that the that it was gonna go um and and i i think that like i i, I think that you need to kind of like clearly draw a line that that to, to the consequence of the action in order for it to like feel correct well so i well so i don't think it's like a teaching moment do you know what i mean like i'm not trying to say like sure. you are bad you got a c on the test when you could have gotten an a do you know what i mean like i'm like because that's like a judgmental way to do it which i think is equally bad right but because i don't want to like judge you guys for not doing a perfect run sure but like if we don't know that it's a consequence then I, then i don't then i don't like then it's it's i think it's meaningless on its face right like it's if if we don't know that it's a consequence of our actions then then it's 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 not like it doesn't feel like a consequence right like it it it, it it's not something like it, it could have very well have been two caught co two concessions regardless of how many people we saved or whatever right um and you know that could have also have been a valid design decision but like at at that point the only person that appreciates the consequences of her action is you as the GM, which just seems to be like a weird place to be at. Right. But you told me that you, uh, you implicitly understood that there was a consequence without me explicitly explaining it. Uh, so I suspected that that was the case. I didn't one know it. And two, I don't know if anybody else knew it. Right. Like, like this is a thing that like I maybe sussed out because I'm a, I, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm a gamer or whatever. And that, that I only sussed it out because game logic, right? Like not, because of any like in-world logic because because in-world logic c can be as arbitrary as it wants to be yeah i mean okay i'm, I'm not super convinced i guess um like like it seemed like it seemed clear that like because you guys even talked about the consequence of it in, in another sense which is that like they just lost their spy master who knew everything about kintargo which is a good thing for you sure, guys right? right you know what i mean um and that's like a real thing so i think the the understanding that there were consequences was communicated or else you wouldn't have had that sort of conversation it's just like whether or not this specific consequence was linked to that specific action and I don't know that that th that we need to get that granular with the cause and effect. Do you know what I mean? I'm, so 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 like, if if we don't need to get that granular, then what? Like, what if? Why have it depend on how many people we we saved at, at all? Right? Like, like what's what's the uh, what's the purpose of that if not to like make it a consequence of our actions? Why not just make it two regardless of how many people we save? Because because I want to be I in a weird way this is almost like me holding myself to a sacred contract right where I set up a, a space and I say there are different consequences depending on how the PCs act or whatever right but as long as there is an idea that these actions have consequence I th I feel like that's kind of good enough and that I don't need to get uh I, you know like I don't need to kind of like open up the engine and show you what's going on underneath the hood in order to confirm that. 
Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think the, the group, the group very obviously to me understood that there were consequences to this, to this action. Sure. Right. Um, and uh, so I, what the specific consequences of it were, I'm, I am less convinced are ne are a necessary portion. I, I, the... I, I think the important part is like, is, is what percentage of the consequences are things that we, that were actually within our control, right? Like, like it, how much it mattered what we what we like so i so i agree okay so this is another so, thing. So I, I agree that that's interesting right and i understand the desire to have that not i mean i do this all the time i pick apart it, it's the it's the reason that i did the different endings in far cry right you know what i mean yeah. like you want to know you want to explore the possibility space and right. i think that that's fair and that that's interesting but i am balking a little bit at the necessity of it do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I, I don't know. I don't know that it's necessary for me to have explicitly laid out what the consequences were. Um, I think, though, I, I understand that there is value in allowing allowing the players to kind of take a peek under the hood. Yeah, um, I, I I think we're, we're just gonna end up disagreeing on on this this. Um, I think there's something deeper to to look in there because like, um, I, I think I think this falls into a form of ludo narrative dissonance where there's like. There's a set of consequences that like feel realer than like basically any any kind of like RP consequence like like you know we like you know we were like oh well the spy master died so that's good for us but that's good for us in kind of like an RP sense that like that has as much meaning as you buddy choose to give it to it right like um and uh you know like you know Oh, we lost the guy, so we lost the plus two sword of 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 winning, right? Like that has a mechanical that that has a mechanical difference that is that feels realer in a way, um, and I think this kind of splits the difference because it's like it, it felt like we were mechanically giving up some stuff, even though they are ultimately RP things. They're as much as you want to make of them anyway. Um, it just. I, I guess maybe I need to sit down and think about how to express this better, but I feel like there's, like, a difference in, in in how real consequences feel based on kind of, like, you know, there's, like, the shared suspension of disbelief where, like, it's consequences to our characters, um, but how much of the consequences to the players is kind of a separate thing that's harder to, that's harder to parse. Does that make any sense at all? I don't know that I see the difference between players and characters in that in that line of thing thinking. Do you know what I mean? Because in a way, I almost think that's like the judgmental stuff that I'm not interested in. I sure. in fact, I think that that's a very bad thing that I'm almost trying to like counteract that in a way by like not being super explicit about it because I really don't want that. I think people are kind of conditioned to look at anything but 100% completion. Right, like if you do a thing without doing the bonus objectives, that feels like a failure. Right, sure. but I think that that's actually bad, um, and I don't want to lean into that as I don't. I like I don't want to fuel that fire. Um, so like I and I definitely agree that like there is value here or whatever, but I don't. I am. I don't. I I am less compelled uh, by like the necessity argument in in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and uh, mull, mull it over and see if I can come up with a better way to express it. I also think, and I also think, by the way, like, RP consequences are a real thing. Um, for instance, right, like, the ending hook is Athtinia, who is the noble in charge of Westround, coming to you guys. And that hook is not possible without her alive. So, like, if she had died and Orazio had lived, right, like, there is a difference in the consequence 
um, that isn't just mechanical. It is also like part of like the RP or whatever. Like, yeah, sure, you guys are going to get to West Crown just the same, right? But like, it's not, it's sure. not exactly so, the same. So, I think this is maybe like uh, a, a thing that like that maybe maybe it's a too many video games thing, but like there's like like the details that 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 what's his name is the spy master and that he's dead. Um, and that affects his, like, Chalax's ability to spy on us, right? Like, maybe that's an important detail, and maybe it's, like, may, maybe it's, like, a thing that, like, it's, like, you know, I feel good about it from, like, a story standpoint, but, like, maybe that doesn't have any, like, actual consequence for the game I'm playing, right? Like, you know, you see this in, in, in other games where, like, if you kill, like, a plot important, like, if you choose the option to kill the plot important character, it gets replaced with a different NPC with essentially the same function. And right, it's literally right, right. just, like, that, that story kind of, which has its, its value on its own, but, like, like the, the measure of that consequence feels different. I, uh, it's, I, like I said, I, I think I, I need to, I need to, to take some time and, and, uh, and, and plot out this 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 yeah I mean I definitely further. agree with you that that perceivable consequence is like a real thing and an important thing in quite a number of games uh, but I don't think that it is I guess as like I think that there are times when the like the consequences need to be perceivable no matter what right sure um, and in video games a lot of the times this stuff needs to be like very clear. Um, like, for instance, when I, I don't know, when I attack an opponent's face in Hearthstone, I need to know that my, you know, my Grom Hellscream is going to do 10 damage. Right. Do you know what I mean? When he has yeah. a 10 on the attack value, right? Like, that is, that to me is, like, incredibly clear perceivable consequence that is, like, you need it to be the case, right? Uh, but, like, I also think that, like, uh, unstable portal or primordial glyph that says you know, add a random minion to your hand or whatever, right? Like, th those are places where it's kind of, like, lapsed in a way. And I almost kind of view this along those lines, right? Like, my view is kind of that, like, you know, you know that there are going to be consequences to this, but you don't need to know what the specific consequences are in order to... Um, in order to get it, get it. You know what I mean? I know that Unstable Portal is going to put a minion in my hand. What specific minion um, is not is not as important, I guess. Which sure. is kind of like the levels that I'm uh, I'm kind of like creating in 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 that hierarchy. Okay. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. Like I said, um I think we might just have to disagree on this one. Yeah. Um but whatever. How was the rest of your week? Uh how was the rest of my week? I've been playing a lot of BattleTech, which is lots of fun, uh and very good and uh very good game and lots of fun and it is sufficiently challenging, but also, uh, it, I have to say, one of the cool things about Battletech is how substantially it is, like, basically based off of the, um, like, the, the idea that we were talking about uh, in, I guess, one of our, like, campaign pitch me's about, like, moving through the universe with, like, your band of dudes on, like, a starship sort of, like, fantasy it is, Battletech is basically that, just with, like, mechs instead of, like, Orcs. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, which I find immensely satisfying. And maybe it's, like, the first game since, like, StarCraft II that has ever, like, kind of scratched this itch of mine to play this sort of, like, freewheeling narrative 
like this like firefly narrative okay huh. uh, so i don't know man i fucking love it though yeah no that that, that sounds awesome I, I haven't had a chance to dig into it too, too hard because i've been what i've been planning for gen con stuff and uh Playing a bunch of WoW and a bunch of Hearthstone, I guess, and some PUBG, because always PUBG. Um, I don't think there's any super, anything super interesting for me to talk about there uh, in any of those cases. Maybe a little bit about the new PUBG patch. They added a bunch of different grips, and they made assault rifles less good. They're still very good, um, but they're, I don't know, if they, they feel like less dominant, I guess. Um, yeah, I always, I, I mean, we talked about this in our PUBG episode. I always felt that assault rifles were too powerful um, and kind of cramped uh, the style of other of other guns um, in not so great ways. Yeah. Um, well, they, they've, they've taken steps to, to ameliorate that. Um, and uh, I don't know if there's much else I can say about the update other than I think that map selections a bad idea um and oh really why is that um because i think i think like kind of like the soul of the genre is you just kind of get tossed into whatever and like the the ability to kind of like pick and choose like what you're doing just kind of makes certain maps like less tenable and, and maybe this isn't as much a real problem as, as i think it is but like kind of like the you know it's the, the you know like maybe somebody somebody you're playing with is like I refuse to play this map whatever it's like oh fine well I guess we'll just play our angle for fifteen hours um and that does that's happened to me but like I, it just seems like a a bad idea in, in my my eyes. maybe that's only because there are two maps right now right like assuming this this game gets like four or five maps like a, a WoW style like like eliminate two I think is a less uh, a less bad version of this um. So we'll, we'll, we'll wow see. Wow's actually changing that. Do you know? Nope. Wow's yeah. Wow's changing that because so many people blacklist uh, Alterac Valley and Isle of Conquest. Oh right, right. they've they've got a big map playlist. Now, <laughs> yeah, right? they're making yeah, like big that. PvP and small PvP. Um, big team battle. Oof. Uh, Which is funny because I've always I've always really liked Alterac Valley. Um, I mean I played Alterac Valley when it was very first released in vanilla, um, uh, and then I did, I did as well. I, I like the concept of Alterac Valley, but I feel like. The practical kind of end stage of it is is not great. Um, like I think you know theoretically it's like oh there's like there's all these like interconnecting parts and all these things that you can do that that you can like m this this make this like really cool interactive type of you know battlefield. But at the end of the day, it's just like the two hordes rush at each r rush to each other's bases and try and like 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 turbo fuck the, the opposing leader as fast as possible. I yeah, just... yeah, that that really sucks, I feel like. I, I actually kind of wish Alterac Valley was a little bit more like Battlefront 2, um, the original Battlefront 2, not the, the bad one, um, which was, you know, like, it was like a reinforcements battle, right? Like, it, but, but it was all about kind of like, um, like, there were no big ways to, like, chunk the enemy reinforcements like there is in Alterac Valley. Like, in AV, you have 600 reinforcements and killing... Um, Van or killing uh, Drekthar um, like chops that in half. You right, like those guys are worth three hundred reinforcements themselves. Like if you kill the enemy leader, you are practically guaranteed to win. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and I think that that kind of like puts a shortcut on it that is like bad and not as fun as the kind of like 
like attrition warfare of like, okay, well, I'm trying to grind out, you know, like I just need to make sure that with every one of my deaths, right? Like I secure at least one kill. I go, I go even, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, like try and get my, my, my KDR up uh, into positive numbers, right? So that like, you know, like I am contributing more than I am losing. And I really like that structure in PVP battles because like, it's a really, I mean, talk about perceivable consequence. Like it's a really yeah. easy way to understand the consequences of my actions on, on the battle as a whole. Um, so, so yeah, I am, I am, uh, I don't know. I think Ashran was much better about it. Um, and, and a lot more, and a lot more interesting, um, and maybe, like, the opening of Warlords of Draenor, where I was playing Ashran a whole bunch. Like, me and Mark would play Ashran all the time. Mm. Uh, like, that's probably the best time I've ever felt about, like, that fantasy um, in a game. Like, a big push-and-pull battle, you know? Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. Um, and then uh, Mango asks Buddy what he thinks of new WoW mechanics of the week. Um, how do you feel about them eliminating loot council because that's the other big controversy other than the gdc that i see on the subreddit a bunch um i am i mean i am sympathetic again i a lot of the time i i am the uh the i mean like the developer's corner about about this stuff and i am sympathetic to the to that mindset um because uh, essentially the argument there is that most players in the game like 99.999 percent of players in the game uh, it's actually not that much, but most players in the game just do personal loot. All dungeons are personal loot. Do you know what I mean? Uh, doing rares together, personal loot, right? Um, if you are picking up games outside, if, or sorry, if you're picking up groups outside of a, a guild context, it's personal loot. You know, like you can't, you can't do any of that kind of thing. Um, and there's sort of an argument that's like, well, loot count, if loot council works for the guilds it works for, why are you abolishing it? Um, and having had some experience in the heroic, um, raiding, uh, scene, I think it is a bad thing, uh, that doesn't deserve to go away. Um, specifically because when you trial for a new guild, which I was doing for a while because I like switched shifts around and I couldn't meet with my old guild. So I wanted to find a new one sort of thing. When you were trialing, um, typically you are, you are not uh, able to, to loot. And so I did like two or three runs um, of Heroic Nighthold with uh, different guilds where I was just kind of proving myself on meters and there was no benefit to me um, when it came to the... Um, uh, when it came to the bosses that we killed, because it was, you know, like, it was a guild group. I was, like, one of a couple of trials, but never enough to, like, diminish the guild group, because uh, it's, like, 80% of the group has to be in the guild to make it a guild group, and once it's a guild group, you can do the master looter kind of loot council sort right, of thing. Right, right. Um, and I, and I, you know, maybe this is just me being salt, I, I, salty. I mean, eventually I did get in with a, with a guild, um, where I was, where we were doing loot council and I was receiving loot, obviously. Um, but, uh, I just think that that th for the stage of the game where you are a trial who is trying to prove yourself and you participate in boss kills, but you are not seeing any of it because, you know, like, these guilds have a policy that says trials don't receive loot. I, just, I think that's bad. You kill a boss, you should get some loot. It should be fucking personal loot. You can trade it around if you want, 
but I'm not gonna like. But like, I think the game uh, allowing this sort of this sort of system uh, that allows some players to essentially kind of like oppress the the loot of others is bad. Um, so that's my that's my that's my take on it. So you know, I I uh, I I feel that, but um, like what's what's kind of like your like this is me just playing devil's advocate if it worked for like why not just say that like you know these guilds can exist if they want to um if you don't want to do that don't trial for those guilds um because i think that puts it puts the choice in the hands of the oppressor rather than the oppressed in this instance right the the the, the trial doesn't really have a choice um, okay. in the same way that like the guild itself has the choice. Um, and unless like, I mean, <laughs> this also got weirdly political in the, in a certain sense, maybe there could be like a Raiders union or something that just like boycotts guilds that aren't willing to give trials loot. But I don't think that that's, uh, I, I like, that's just not the situation that, that has come up with the, the rules that we have. Like, I think, ma yeah. sure, maybe that's possible in an abstract sense, but in a, uh, in a practical sense, I never trialed for a guild where I got loot. I never once trialed for a guild where I got loot. I think that it is a, uh, when the, when the system is this way, it is a, uh, it is like the natural endpoint of it to kind of, end up in this spot i also think that personal loot isn't as bad as everybody says because you can still trade around right like the big advantage of loot council is you can do stuff like funnel loot to the tanks uh because typically it's much more important for your two tanks to get geared before your healers get geared before your dps get geared uh and you can still do that with personal loot uh because you know you loot something and then you can trade it away sort of thing. as long as it's um, not the highest level piece of gear you've yeah you've yeah and, it, and so from my and so from my perspective it is taking the power it is taking that choice away from from the guild master who is forcing the choice on everyone um, who is part of the, you know, like who's forcing the, that choice on everyone who's part of the guild um, and giving that power to the individuals, right? So like, yeah, sure. You know, like if I, if I'm raiding with a heroic group and, uh, and the tank says, Hey man, that's a really big upgrade for me. Do you mind trading it over? It is my choice whether or not to say yes or no. And I think that's much better. Okay. I, 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 I think it, that makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a thing that I saw people <laughs> complaining about, and I, like, heard, like, like I listened to a 20-minute video of someone bitching about it, and it just seemed kind of like, well, like, basically the guy made the claim that, the, like, that, like, trials not getting loot isn't a common enough problem to justify this. It's like, uh, it, it doesn't seem to make a difference to me. Um, I'll ask Buddy, because he rates a bunch. I don't, so I, I, it is not a common problem. I definitely don't want to say that it's, it, it is a common problem, but it is a, it is a problem. You know what I mean? Um, uh, because I think most people, like, there's not a lot of, you know, like, most people find a guild and they raid with their guild most of the time, right? It's You only trial when you're when you're switching around or you're moving around or, or anything kind of along those lines. And I definitely understand, like, the kind of negative case, which is, like, you know, a trial comes in and is really bad and gets fucking carried and then gets, like, a piece of gear out of it or whatever. And it, But, like, to me, you know... I, I am super fine with the guild paying that, right? Um, uh, like, it is much less common, I think, for, for, a, uh, for a kind of dishonest, bad faith trial to uh, trick their way, essentially, into getting loot uh, than it is for a good faith trial who legitimately earned their share of the loot not getting it. 
Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I I definitely feel that. Um, I don't. Know. That's 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 good enough for me. I don't know if you if you had any if you had anything else. I you have, wanted to yeah. Add no, to it. I have no other final thoughts on uh, on on that. It's just my my general. I guess uh, uh, philosophy on this stuff when it comes to when it comes to wow. Sure. Um, well, in that case, I think we're about out of time. If you'd like to tell us what you think about Luke Council or about Far Cry Five or about any of the other things that we uh, discussed in this podcast, you can reach us at uh, some derps play games at uh, gmail.com or podcast at some uh, You can follow us on twitch.tv slash derpsplaygames. You can write us on SoundCloud. You should rate and review us on, on uh, iTunes. All that good stuff. Uh, I think that's everything I had. Buddy, do you have anything else that you wanted to promote? I have nothing else that I'm looking to promote. In that case, until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.